You're listening to the Digital Forensics Files podcast with your host, Tyler Hatch from DFI Forensics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Digital Forensics Files podcast. I am your host, Tyler Hatch of DFI Forensics. We are a Canadian digital forensics and cybersecurity incident response firm with offices in Vancouver, Langley, Calgary, and Toronto. Uh, We service clients all across North America. I just want to talk about um, social media today and really some some best practice tips for for interacting with your social media and the type of content that you put up that's available to the public and to people who may not know you. Social media is a lot of fun. It's a great way to show your personality, interact with friends in a way that um, historically hasn't been available to our society. Um, To be able to throw up content and allow people to see what's going on in your life without um, actually talking to them um, all the time and reaching a a large number of people over a great distance is something that's phenomenally powerful. And it's, it's a remarkable human technology that's allowed us to be here. That's the good side of social media. Of course, on the downside, Some people are only interacting on social media. From a social perspective, I don't think it's a great idea to live your life only on social media without actually trying to engage with people in the real world. A lot of people are aware that people tend to portray a reality that isn't very accurate on social media. We only see the great good times in their life and they don't share the bad. So when you're looking at your friends and your family and your contacts and assessing the type of life that they have don't be jealous just realize that it's not an accurate picture they post what they want to and you know you've got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt but it's a wonderful tool to connect and keep in contact with people when we're all very busy and we're all scattered across the globe so i'm not discouraging the use of social media in any way what i'm advocating for is safe use of social media, secure use of social media. So let's talk about personal interaction. People want to pay attention to the privacy settings on their account. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of these platforms offer some form of settings to allow you to limit who has access to your content. It's never a good idea to make everything publicly accessible to anyone who may take a shine to you. That invites trouble, in my view. There are a lot of people who post a lot of great content on social media. A lot of people, you know, show off their exterior beauty, and that's great. I'm not discouraging that in any way. But doing that and doing it in a way that is public will attract an element of society that you may not want to engage with. You may get some attention from people who will form an unhealthy connection in their own mind with your social media profile. And I know that I'm connected with people on Facebook, and Facebook's an interesting platform in that it tends to be people that you only know Um, I don't have any connections on Facebook that I don't know who they are. On Instagram, I'm connected to a lot of people that I don't personally know because that's kind of the nature of that forum. So 
Instagram content, I follow I follow certain topics. They tend to be dogs or professional digital forensics topics. So I follow hashtags. You know, professionally I follow digital forensics and cybersecurity and incident response and some of these things. So I get connected to people across the globe that I don't necessarily know. And and where that leads to problems is that I've noticed that some people have connected with me and my business and um, I've seen a lot of women who will post content about, you know, just showing going out and being at the beach, looking young and beautiful and having a great time. And I'm always amazed when I see that, that their, their content is publicly accessible. Their accounts are not private. And I, it concerns me from a professional standpoint because we've certainly investigated cases of cyberbullying and stalking and all of these things that are very real there's there's one there's one person in particular that I'm aware of who who posts a lot of that content and I think it's great I I I think um she has a lot of fun uh she's a beautiful young lady very classy person there's nothing inappropriate about her content whatsoever other than the fact that it's public and through various hashtags or I think she follows my business page and so I follow her content back and then um, because Instagram and Facebook are under the same corporate umbrella uh, I get notified on my personal Facebook page that this person is also available for me to connect with on Facebook so out of curiosity recently I clicked on the profile and it's fully publicly accessible Um, and this person posts a lot of private information on Facebook so suddenly I'm able to see where this person works where they live just being in the Vancouver area I can tell a lot of the photographs where they're taken I'm, I can see the, the spots at the beach the certain restaurants that this person goes to and I find it very concerning and I always wonder if this person knows just how much of their life is out there to have the capability of being put into the wrong hands and that's why it's actually the inspiration for this episode of this podcast is that I've been noticing this a lot lately with not just this person I'm not trying to be hard on this individual but there's a lot of people who do this and I I would just encourage people to at least turn their minds to the question of what's publicly available we need to consider that so we all know that we live we post a lot of content on social media and if it's publicly accessible, you've, you've got to understand that businesses are aware of this. And when you're applying for a job, businesses are doing research on you and your public, your public profile. They do internet searches. They do social media searches. And if there's anything they might not like about you, regardless of how fair their reaction to your content is, it may limit your career opportunities. So this stuff is very real and it needs to be paid attention to because not only can you attract the wrong type of person that you don't want in your life, you may be denied employment opportunities on the basis of your social media content when that is not your intention. Those worlds shouldn't intersect in a lot of cases. It shouldn't matter that I went out and had a few beers with my friend or friends uh, at at a certain bar. 
um, watching a sports event or something like that. And who knows if that's going to be objectionable to a future employer and would maybe limit your employment opportunities in the future due to some really, at the end of the day, an insignificant uh, social media post. So I would always encourage people to just be aware that this kind of stuff goes on. These investigations are happening all the time. On the other hand, there's a lot of people who use social media to build some sort of revenue profile. So a, a business profile or, you know, we hear about people being Insta famous on Instagram. So um, there's people who build a, a career based on being able to market products and align themselves with um, products for, for the purpose of reaching an audience. So people will build a following on social media particularly Instagram and Twitter on a certain topic. And I've seen news stories where those accounts have been compromised and taken away from the person who put all the effort into building that profile and is earning a living in doing that. And, you know, I, I can think back to a recent news story from a few months ago where there was a Vancouver based entrepreneur who had a very large following on social media, uh, on Instagram in particular, and she was a lip model. She would spend a lot of time very carefully taking these exquisitely beautiful photographs um, of her lips, wearing various lip-related product, um, lipstick and uh, things of that nature. And she didn't have it adequately secured, and she got hacked. So somebody compromised her account and took it away from her and so all of a sudden her ability to earn livelihood is is taken away so when businesses are building their brand and they're using social media to do that that's completely appropriate and they should and it's one of the easiest ways to reach reach potential clients so we we want to encourage that kind of behavior but we want to do it in a way that if if our efforts start to generate results we start building a brand and people are interacting with our social media content you don't want to leave the door open to somebody to come along and take that away from you um, and it's really not that difficult to lock it down you need to use strong passwords and multi-factor or two-factor authentication so i constantly constantly go on about two-factor authentication People can brute force passwords, so they can guess your passwords. If you go to haveibeenpwned.com and type in your email address, you will see that you've been involved in a great number of data breaches, most likely. Most people have at some point, and your password is probably out there in some form. And if you're using the same password for a number of years, it's not too hard for people to identify your other accounts, whether they're email or social media accounts, and try those leaked passwords on those accounts. In a lot of cases, that's as simple as it gets. You know, it's not a sophisticated attack. It's just a logical consequence of people determining that you once used this password, therefore you may still be using it just in another form. And a lot of people do that. And they shouldn't do that. So people are able to get into accounts that they shouldn't have access to. Now, what multi-factor and two-factor authentication does is it authenticates a login from a new device to confirm that it's the authorized user. And how they do that is they accept the password as step one. 
the multi-factor or two-factor authentication process allows the the account to be verified as being an authorized login by sending a unique code by text or by email or if people use an authenticator app such as the one offered by Google or the one offered by Microsoft you will get a notification on your smartphone saying somebody's trying to log into this account do you approve and if you're not aware of somebody trying to log into your account you don't approve it and they're done they don't get access to your account that's a very secure way to set up your account and it doesn't take a lot of time or effort to do that and it avoids an immense number of the problems right there so people need to pay attention and do that more often on in my estimation so multi-factor authentication can be set up on social media email uh, commercial accounts like Amazon many other kind of things WordPress logins all of these things are all um, able to be verified using multi-factor authentication and people really 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 need to pay attention to it so in summary if you're using social media and you're putting yourself out there that's wonderful do it continue to do it it's a marvel of human in ingenuity but do it safely and pay attention to your public profile and what information is out there and available because not turning your mind to it will leave you open to potential problems and especially if you're a business using social media platforms to interact with your potential clients and drive your brand and your sales you want to make sure that those efforts are not in vain and that if you're doing a great job in building your brand that you're not going to lose the benefits of those efforts by being hacked and having your account taken away so be safe use common sense and enable any security features that are associated with your accounts if anybody has any questions about how to do any of this sort of thing we're always happy to accommodate those kind of requests and and educate people on better security practices anytime so feel free to contact us I'm gonna leave some contact information in the show notes to this episode and I thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of the digital forensics files podcast and if um, anybody wants to share this on their social media so that we get the word out on on safe practices uh, I'd be very grateful, and I think it's a really important message to get out there. So thanks, for everybody, for tuning in.